You're listening to the Geek Watch Podcast, Episode 78. Fox Movies? What Fox Movies? This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 78 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me, as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Hello, Brian. So we have movie news today and some things to talk about, but before we get started with that, let's uh, talk some streaming news, since uh, we've got some new streaming information coming out, a couple pieces have come out, and... The battlefield is getting bloodier than ever, but <laughs> your war correspondents are here to talk about it. But we'll uh, mention, first of all, Netflix has lost again, unfortunately. Uh-uh. Uh, CW has decided not to renew their streaming contract with no. Netflix. So th- apparently they're coming out with their own app. So if you want to see CW shows, uh, the majority of them, I believe, will be coming out like it'll come out like the day after it shows on the television, okay. uh, except for three shows, uh, Batwoman and Katie Keene, which is a spinoff of Riverdale. Katie oh. Keene was a, mm-hmm. an old Archie cartoon or a comic, mm-hmm. and uh, it'll be running on HBO Max. Um, hmm. well, that's well, interesting. Warner Brothers owns HBO Max, mm-hmm. and so... I guess they're basically kind of they they've got to deal with them. Is it a grittier? You know, I know that that Riverdale is you know kind of a grittier. Not that not that Archie was ever shied away from, uh, you know the the heavier topics, right? But it it did always feel like a more lighthearted comic. Uh, yeah, my understanding of this is that this is a comedy slash musical television show. Really? Okay, so, so it, like Fame or Glee. Yeah, I, I think so, because okay. my understanding of, of the comic is Katie, uh, well, at least of the show, is that she's going to New York and she's trying to become a fashion designer. And there's these four different people that are trying to make it in New York as fashion designers. And that's the crux of the show. So I well, guess it's kind it's, of, well, you know, like, I guess in Fame, where they went to the High School of the Arts and then in Glee, they were in Glee Club. So singing and dancing kind of made sense, but fashion designers, you know, that's, that's kind of, that's a stretch. That's more like a, like a regular musical, you know, just bursting into song for no reason. Yeah, I I would say so. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, at least it makes a little bit more sense than cop rock, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah. So basically Batwoman and Katie Kane will show on HBO Max until, until they get to the end of the season. And then you'll be able to see it on the CW app. Uh, Nancy Drew is on CBS All Access, and it's a CW show, and you'll be able to see it on CBS All Access, and then at the end of the season, then that'll go to the CW. So those very popular CW shows, especially the superhero shows, of course, Netflix doesn't have them any longer, but they are coming out with new stuff. And so let's talk about a couple of trailers that I've seen. I don't know if you've seen yet, but we'll, uh, did you see the new Dark Crystal trailer? Yes. Was that amazing Man, or what? I, you know, you really saw how, how the world worked and everything in this this new one. It's, uh, you know, you're getting so much more of the character, so much. It seems so important. And then, then talking the other day with my D&D group that it's like Rogue One. You know how this is going to end. 
Oh yeah, you've got so, that. Yeah, it's it's not going to be it's not going to be great, obviously, right. but you get to see that journey there. Yes, so. and they they have so much passion, and they're like things are going to change, and the Skeksis lied to us, and it's just you know it's going to be heartbreaking. Yeah, well, you know, it's the way they end the trailer. It's like, is everything going to change? Yes, for the better. I'm like, oh, spoiler alert! I saw the movie. <laughs> Uh, but wow, as as groundbreaking as the Dark Crystal was, and uh, when it came out in the theaters, this looks like like a hundred times bigger and more mm-hmm. epic and amazing, and uh, but still very much a lot of practical effects. But again, right, yeah. you know, you're looking at Jim Henson Studios. I mean, what more could you expect All of that? that? Mm-hmm. But boy, have they stepped their game up in a huge way. Right. Well, so much, you know, even the. The tiniest robotics now have, you know, really enhanced puppetry, I think, uh, more so even than just, you know, like, think about Yoda and all the little mechanisms in his face just to make everything that he does, his mouth pucker, his eyebrows move, his ears twitch. Well, they've gotten so much more advanced that just the slightest little movement, you know, and I'm really excited to see this. Oh, yeah. It looks really, really good, and we should be seeing that really soon. The other trailer that I saw for uh, that's going to be coming out on Netflix, did you see the trailer for the new Invader Zim movie? No, but I never watched Invader Zim when it, you know, on its short run. I kind of remember it being on, on Nickelodeon, but I never yes. watched it. So I, I've caught it in in bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it was of that time period at Nickelodeon when they were coming out with uh, weird co- uh, cartoons. Mm-hmm. They they were really taking chances, and this was definitely one of them. I mean, you got a show uh, about an alien invasion. You know, <laughs> a funny show about alien invasion. And so the name of the the name of this uh, TV movie is Invader Zim Enter the Florpus. I don't know what that means. <laughs> like I said, I've only seen Invader Zim in, in you know mm-hmm. little pieces here and there, but uh, it looks really good. It huh. it looks very obviously very true to the original show. Yeah. I know a lot of the Invader Zim geek watchers out there who grew up with Invader Zim watching uh, Invader <laughs> Zim on Nickelodeon. I'm sure they're they're definitely mm-hmm. looking forward to this and. I'm going to have to check it out myself. It, now, it looks really good. No, I did grow up watching Rocco's Modern Life. Right. And I did see that trailer. And that looked that looked pretty funny. It's an interesting concept of yeah. uh, this sort of, you know, frozen in time, uh, wake, Rip Van Winkle. Right. They've got this kind of trope to Rocco. So that's going to be neat to see, too. Yeah. I can see that there's a lot of different different companies, different production companies that are pulling out all the different IPs that they can. And I'm, you know, Nickelodeon is no different. Mm-hmm. They, they had all these popular cartoon shows and now getting a chance to revisit them, you know, uh, mm-hmm. especially for people who, who grew up with them and now, you know, putting them on Netflix and, and people getting a chance to see them. Well, I can remember when Nickelodeon sold Doug to Disney. Right. And I think that they sold Ren and Stimpy to MTV, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I, I can recall, I think. I remember I remember their th- um John Crick Felusi had come back to do what they uh, it was called uh, Ren and Stimpy's Adult Party, which <laughs> I saw parts of it. As a big fan of, I was a big fan of Ren and Stimpy when it was on Nickelodeon, G- you know, watched it every Sunday. Couldn't believe that they were uh, the stuff they got away with. The stuff that they were like getting the away with. The adult party really? It wasn't that <laughs> 
wasn't that child friendly to begin with. <laughs> right. Well, with with Adult Party when it was on Spike TV, they really oh, did. Spike. Okay. Yeah, they um, they really did uh, cross the line in a lot. Wow. I mean, it was, and I have to say to a degree that I wasn't that much of a fan of it because. For me, when the humor was a little more subtle, I think it worked a lot better. You had to get more creative with it. You had to be creative Mm -hmm. with it. And I think that's where it really worked. When it was supposed to be a kid's cartoon, there were those adult moments that would fly over the heads of the kids. But when you're being blatant about it, Mm -hmm. you know, and you have have frontal nudity in a... It's like when old movies were getting around the haze code. Without people noticing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, it was more salacious that way, mm-hmm. to be honest. I mean, when you knew you weren't supposed to do it and you were doing it, mm-hmm. to me, that worked a lot better. I do want to talk a little bit of Disney because, of course, we've been talking, uh, we've been talking a while now about the, the Disney Fox deal. Right. And news has come out. Uh, I was reading an article in Variety uh, yesterday about uh, some issues that are coming up with um with Disney and Fox, specifically a lot of the uh, movies that uh, Fox had planned. And it looks like Disney's about ready to wipe them all out and Ooh. kill it with fire. So, I mean, there are some movies that um, uh, that are far enough along that uh, they're going to happen. I mean, we're, we're gonna, definitely we're going to see the Avatar sequels. I don't see any reason f- for Disney to oh, yeah. to I get mean, rid of those anyway. They've got Pandora in, in their parks. So. Right. And so that's that's going to be, uh, that one is safe. The Steven Spielberg, his uh, remake of West Side Story, yeah, it's going to get made, mm-hmm. obviously. But there is a slew of Fox projects that are getting put on the chopping block, apparently. Uh, the Legion TV show that was really popular on Fox uh, is going away after this season. But then again, it's it just seems like uh, Marvel on television, or at least as it is now, all of that's getting pretty much wiped out because, of course, you know, all the Fox shows are going away and Netflix basically pulled the plug themselves. Right. But uh, Noah Hawley, I think is his name, uh, he created the, the Legion TV show and mm-hmm. he was working on a Doctor Doom film for Fox. Okay. And apparently that the plug's been pulled on that. So, But obviously Marvel's planning on bringing the Fantastic Four, Doctor Doom, all that into their cinematic universe. So they probably have plans of their own. So... This Doctor Doom film, I we'll probably see Doctor Doom sometime in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I think Holly's script and his plans for Doctor Doom are pretty much uh, tanked. Mm-hmm. Taika Waititi was going to be doing a Flash Gordon remake, and that was uh, they really? were do that for Fox, huh. and I'm pretty sure that's dead Sci-fi too. Sci-Fi had a uh, a Flash Gordon series a couple of years ago. Yeah. It was um, you know campy like like it should be, but. Uh, it also had this strange tone about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if anybody was going to make a campy reboot of Flash Gordon, Taiko Waititi, he would he would have been the man. <laughs> I I, I kind of hate that that we're not going to get a chance to see that now. Uh, and we talked about this on an, uh, another podcast. They, they were planning a Magic the Gathering movie, and mm-hmm. apparently that's been tanked as well. The uh, new adaption of Alan Moore's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen that's gone. And there's some other weird, uh, obscure titles also. They were planning on a return of the killer clowns from outer space in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> so I, That's a movie for my nightmares. I, I'm fine with them not doing that. That yeah, is just fine. <laughs> well, I would. I, I am of a different mindset, we'll say. We'll just, we'll just leave it at there. I, some of us are mourning the loss of this because we definitely would have wanted to have seen that. 
if not in just in 3D, IMAX 3D, if that was going to happen, yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I would well, have done that. Maybe we'll have to check out and see how Watchmen on HBO goes. And if that is as good as it's looking, maybe they can grab a hold of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And that could be, you know, that could be their next big, you know, Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, is apparently Fox had this big lineup of movies based on video games that they were going to do. They were going to do, well, of course, they'd, they've already done a Hitman movie and an Assassin's Creed movie. And they were going to do sequels to those two. They had a Mega Man movie planned, and they had a Sims movie planned, uh, which I'm wondering, how does that work? Isn't that just a movie? <laughs> <laughs> that might just be, yeah, exactly. Or it could be it could be really creepy and meta, where the Sims wake up and realize they're in a simulation. And Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of curious of what... Then what, that's just the Matrix, so... <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know what they would have done with the Sims movie. I think they just basically had the property, and they're like, well, hey, we got this. Let's mm-hmm. we'll I, do I, an Angry Birds. or a, a, Well, they've already come out with the second Angry Birds, right. so I guess that's... Uh, you can milk, milk the cow as long as you can. Hey. Yeah, no doubt, no and doubt. kids love it. Kids love that stuff. The Emoji movie? Gah, kids love that stuff. Yeah, well, apparently mm-hmm. not a lot of them did because it, <laughs> it did do so well did in the box. I thought it, it did. Okay, I thought no. it, I thought they were on the way first. Oh God, no, that. no. Okay, it, it it did the type of business it deserved to do, no question. <laughs> but uh, I will say that um, uh, talking a little bit about Disney is that even though they seem to be killing off Fox projects, they're creating a whole bunch of their own for sure. A lot of weird reboots going on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I, I read this in uh, Cinelinks. I mean, take this with a grain of salt. Now, they said that they had two different sources that, that authenticated this piece of news, but let's just consider it a rumor for now. Apparently, they have a plan in Disney Plus to do an Obi-Wan Kenobi series, and they've got Ewan McGregor okay. lined up to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's the rumor as of, as of right now. I don't... It hasn't been confirmed yet, uh, Disney hasn't come out and said it. Sweeping but, sand on Tatooine for yeah. years. <laughs> <laughs> Very possible. But I'd be interested in seeing it if it happens. But uh, like I said, as of right now, that's a rumor. We'll definitely, we get more news about that. We will follow that up. But uh, let's uh, drop into Sony for a minute. Uh, they've got their director for Venom 2, Andy Serkis. Nuh-uh. Uh-huh. Really? Yes. Huh. So Andy Serkis is uh-huh. stepping behind the camera to to yeah. uh, direct uh, Venom Two, and I can't I couldn't uh, imagine a better person to to take the reins uh, than Andy Serkis. And I'm glad to see that he's doing more directing and taking on a, a bigger project, definitely with with Venom Two. And I can't wait to see what he does with it. Um, Andy Serkis is in, but unfortunately Neil Blomkamp is out. He's dropped out of the RoboCop uh, remake. So he apparently he uh, MGM uh, can't wait on him because he's scheduled to direct a horror movie and he's going to be doing that. And they didn't want to wait for him to free uh, to be freed up so that they could do the RoboCop movie, which is supposed to be sort of it's the plan for the RoboCop movie. It was going to be like the new Halloween movie where they ignored everything that happened between the first movie and all. Uh, they, They ignore all the sequels. Okay. And create basically a new sequel. And that's mm-hmm. what they were going to do with the RoboCop movie, including bringing the old suit back. It was going to be the old RoboCop suit. Uh, suit, And they wanted to basically make it feel very much like it was directed by 
Paul Verhoeven that he had directed this movie to right after he directed RoboCop, and they wanted it to feel like it was uh, it was a direct sequel to RoboCop. And so I'm sure that's still their plan, but of course now they're without a director, and they're going to have to find a, a new director for that. But uh, speaking of movies, Candyman, the spiritual sequel to Candyman, uh, just started uh, filming in Chicago. It's supposed to come out June the 12th of next year, uh, 2020. Uh, it's, of course, uh, we talked about this before. It's being produced by Jordan Peele. It's mm-hmm. being directed by Nia DaCosta. And what I thought was interesting is uh, I read, I was reading some some stuff about it, and apparently... One of the big themes of this new Candy uh, Candyman movie is they're going to talk a lot about uh, toxic fandom. Apparently, toxic fandom is going to play a huge role in this new movie in some way. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly. They're they're mm-hmm. not obviously not bringing out a whole lot of details about this because they don't want to. They're trying to obviously they don't want to spoil their own movie. But would this be Clive Barker approved? Would you know? Would his st- stamp on this be, would that make him happy? Well, well, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't read anything about uh, Clyde Barker saying anything about the new movie uh, yet, at least about the aspects of, of the toxic fandom being a, a major theme in the film. But uh, certainly uh, he mentioned something. We will we will definitely bring it up. When it comes to toxic fandom, that honestly, that sounds, sounds kind of more of a Hellraiser, Hellbound yeah. Heart kind of thing than, than a Candyman yeah. thing. Um, but hey. Well, I mean, willing thi- to see it. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I mean, definitely Candyman is uh, the original movies were there was definitely a, themes running through it and a lot of interesting subject matter about the movies. I mean, it wasn't just about a monster of the week. I mean, there was mm-hmm. some, there was definitely a lot more going on there. Brand new mythos that was familiar but hadn't been seen. Right, before. and I mean, you're dealing mm-hmm. with you're dealing with themes like uh, prejudice and racism mm-hmm. and things like that. And like I said, a lot of solid, deep themes in the movie. Like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, seeing the new one and seeing how it develops. And But uh, the last uh, bit of uh, uh, news that I wanted to talk about that just came out is apparently Paramount has greenlit two new G.I. Joe movies, mm-hmm. which I was wondering, uh, I guess they have not given up on the franchise, although the last one I, I think didn't do so well. I didn't think it did. I, yeah. I hardly remember it being in theaters very long. So yeah, apparently they are going. The next movie is going to be a Snake Eyes spinoff. But uh, my understanding is Ray Park is not going to be Snake Eyes in this one. Um, I'm trying to remember who the actor's name is. Mm-hmm. I, they, I, somebody said it. I know he's in Crazy Rich Asians. So who, whatever his name. Uh, my apologies for not knowing uh, mm-hmm. knowing his name. But he's apparently he's going to be playing Snake Eyes in in this new movie. They haven't really said a whole lot more about it, but apparently that's going to be the first of two that they've got coming down the pike. And so, uh, and apparently it's going to be really soon because, like I said, it's uh, it's going to be a year from a uh, little more than a year from now that we'll get our get the first uh, GI Joe movie. But uh, the last trailer that I wanted to talk about, and I wanted to mention this because uh, you had a lot to say about it on Facebook, and I wanted to get your opinions <laughs> about it here on the podcast. Uh-huh is we got a trailer for the new Little Women. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and um, I remember you saying on Facebook that it, how much joy it brought you that every generation gets their own Little Women. Yes. Mm-hmm. The earliest memory I have of Little Women was 
Elizabeth Taylor and Margaret O'Brien right. and Janet Lee and June Allison. That was the first Little Women I can remember. And then, you know, as I grew up, and then we got the Winona Ryder one and Claire Danes. So, you know, Susan Sarandon is Marmee. And, you know, like every, you know, they, they remake it every, every few years, which is which is great. And a few years ago, they even did a little woman that was set in modern times. I haven't got to see that yet. I want to, but it is, it's like Hamlet, you know, uh, every few years we get a new Hamlet and it's, they're iconic, they're iconic characters. They're not, you know, necessarily iconic roles. So all the actresses who get to play this, you know, and they get this, they introduce something new to it. And that's something that I love. And it's, I think everyone probably grew up, had to read it in school or whatever. And especially it's something important to, you know, American children. Uh, I think just like Oliver Twist might be to British children. And um, so I'm just, I'm excited about it. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I know there's been, I believe there's like, there's been three or four movie adaptations total. And uh, there's, of course, been some TV adaptations uh, here and there. It seems to me from looking at the trailer one of the things they're definitely pushing in in this movie, and saying, I mean, it was a theme in the book. Obviously, is you have this main character who, who's telling her life, but she's telling it, uh, she's telling the story of it, and she's constantly being pushed into being a, 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 the heroine of a Edwardian romance, mm-hmm. you know, and it's that feeling that. Uh, she doesn't want to be thought of as only being worthy when she's in love with someone. Right. Uh-huh. And they really push that theme home in the uh, in the trailer, definitely. Right. And, you know, this is uh, probably the earliest one was Catherine Hepburn playing right. Joe. And then came along came June Allison. And then, you know, there was probably one made by the by PBS in between there. And then came along Winona Ryder. And now, you know, we're getting yeah, Sarsha Ronan yeah. playing, playing Joe as these, you know, iconic characters and getting, they all want to get out of this box that they've been, they've been stuck in. And, uh, you know, they've gone through this war and they haven't had, you know, their father with them. So they've had to, you know, sort of learn on their own and, uh, learn to be kind to people around them. It's just, uh, it's just always been a beautiful story. Yeah. And I mean, you've got, I'm trying to remember who else is in this. I mean, there, it's got mm-hmm. a pretty solid cast. Oh, yeah. and of course, Emma Watson. Emma Watson's in it. In it and, uh, Laura Linney. Laura. Yeah. Plays Laura. Marmy. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, oh, who, who is, uh, Aunt March? Was it, oh, um, was it Glenn Close? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, PBS did one just, maybe last year uh-huh. where uh Angela Lansbury played Aunt March. Yeah, yeah. So I'm getting kind of I'm getting these two mixed up together. Right. Uh and that one was a mini series, so that was like three episodes long. Yeah, and the director mm-hmm. the director of this um of this version, you know, she uh was nominated for a bunch of Oscars last year for Lady Bird. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. um but didn't win any. Mm-hmm. And but with this coming out in December and especially with the type of movie that this is, it seems very much like Oscar bait to me. I think it will get some nods and maybe, maybe uh, get to take some awards home, mm-hmm. some Oscars home this time around. But uh, it seems like this is a story that we have to be told over and over again because oh, yeah. we haven't quite got it yet. And, you know, and maybe I have always felt closest to this story, and because I come from a family of 
their four sisters and mm-hmm. me and my my sisters we have our own little group you know on you know messenger and we talk about it and uh talk about how excited we were about this movie and um and all the different uh versions and everything and then one of my sisters said well yeah that but that's like four dead befs <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert sorry <laughs> Um, but you know, we'll, we, we, maybe we need to bleep that. And we know. do love this, and that's also a, a good thing about Little Women is that you do have four very distinct personalities, and everyone can relate to a different sister. You know, you know, am I more? Am I an Amy? Am I a Joe? Am I a Meg? And uh, so, you know, you can you can really? It's got something for everyone. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and. Certainly, uh, well, it'll be coming out, you know, in December around Christmas time, which uh, I think it's a good place to put that film. Mm-hmm. And I figure it's going to do, it'll do pretty well. I, I, I'm not, I don't have the date in front of me when it's coming out, so I don't know what's coming out around it. But mm-hmm. this is, this is definitely the kind of film that um, the Oscars looks at. And I think that we might, uh, like I said, we might see some trophies come home, but we'll see how mm-hmm. that uh We'll see how that turns out. Now, before we go, and I mentioned, I did talk about this last week, that we are planning on starting a Patreon in September. Uh, I have a page up already, and so I'll just go ahead and, uh, I wanted to give you guys the website for it. Uh, it's patreon.com slash geekwatch. We will be putting it up fully and starting in September, and part of what we want to do is, like I said, we're going to create new content for Patreons. We'll do a lot of the spoiler-filled movie reviews. We'll we'll just stick those up there. And like I mentioned last week, we are going to um, we'll put up a raw feed, basically the the unedited version of the podcast. So you can hear my ums and ahs. So yeah, you're dying to hear the the nose scratches and the yawns <laughs> and the finger popping. And, yeah, if you can't wait, yeah. if you can't wait for your Geek Watch fix, mm-hmm. you know you can go ahead and get it. Uh, one other thing that I'm planning on doing uh, in September is. Our um, geekwatch.net domain, we've been pointing it to our Facebook page, and I'd like to eventually put that back to a, a main web page where you can listen to podcasts and um, and get news and also talk to us and uh, give us suggestions or any... Or, Tell us what you want. Exactly, because mm-hmm. we want to deliver it. Mm-hmm. So I would say sometime in September, at least the first part of September, that'll be back up and ready to go. And I've been working on that... Uh, I've been working on that page, so I think so. Well, like I said, in, in September, uh, it'll stop pointing to the to the Facebook page, but uh, of course, there'll still be a link to Facebook there. And and if you follow us on Facebook, definitely drop us notes, uh, messages, DMs. Let us know if there are certain special content you'd like to see from us. Have us uh, talk about different things. One thing I, I did want to do uh, for the uh, Patreons is. I know Mandy's just started watching The Boys. Yeah. And so I'd like to do an episode-by-episode, spoiler-filled review of them. As, Each episode? Uh, okay. And, that, mm-hmm. and that maybe that's something we can we can put out starting in September. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's going to be movies galore and t- and uh, TV shows coming out in September. Okay. When Watchmen comes out, maybe we can do, like, uh, kind of side-by-sides with Watchmen and Boys since they are in the same vein of superheroes gone wild i don't know how you would describe that <laughs> yeah that, that, that's a good point we could do that and of course uh we got it chapter two coming out in september yeah. we've got carnival row coming out uh amazon prime so there's going to be a great deal of things to talk about and a lot of things we can put up and we will definitely uh 
we'll definitely cover that. So uh, check us out on patreon.com slash geekwatch. And uh, when things start kicking off in September, hopefully we'll have a, a lot of content that you're going to enjoy, special for the uh, patrons. But of course, for, uh, for the rest of you, don't worry, this uh, podcast is going to continue the way that it is. We just might get a little more clever in some of the things <laughs> that we're doing. So, And so with that said, we come to the end of episode 78 of the Geek Watch podcast. Thank you for listening and tune in next week for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. For Mandy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher reminding all the geek watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch podcast is a Hanging J production.